Uh, it's common with guys who are with black women, I guess. Because that's when... From the smallest room in New York City. <laughs> Gender-inclusive restroom. Yay. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Talking with Seth Barron. In a few minutes, you can hear my interview with Gavin McKinnis. Gavin from CRTV. That's CRTV.com. You can get 30 days for free right now. In fact, check that out. Uh, a man who's a pariah became a hero to many. Founder of the Proud Boys, Gavin McKinnis, in just a few minutes. Oh, it's a, it's, it's, and the name of the site is what? And uh, don't forget to check out CRTV. Goodbye America in a photo. Goodbye America in a photo.com. Yeah. That's great. And it's glory hole face. A collection of glory hole face. Yeah. Yeah, or things like this. This is the future that liberals want. Like some, some yeah. drag queen next to like a, Woman with her mask, with a mask, like a Muslim with her mask on. Yeah, her mask. <laughs> mask. I mean, what's the word for that? Burqa? It's a burqa, but that part is... Uh, well, this is the niqab. Niqab. Yeah, but I just call it a mask. I mean, yeah, I mean, why learn, why learn foreign terms and shit? Well, I mean, it's fine to have a foreign term. I don't mind it, but basically, why don't we just, just call it what it is, which is walking around with a mask on your face. <laughs> Well, some people might find it offensive. Why? That's exactly what it is. It's a mask. It is a mask. Yeah. No, it's, it's a- not a mask. It's because I'm not trying to hide my face. I'm trying to keep you from looking at it. <laughs> I don't. Know yeah, that's no. That's funny though. That's funny. I'm. Try- I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm just trying to keep you from looking at it. Yeah. Because God knows you will. I am super tempting. Oh yeah. I mean, I am one hot Muslim uh, also- lady. I'll say. One Hot Muslim. She's a... That'd be a good website. One Hot Muslim. Uh, How about this thing with the embryos, though? So they have... uh, So the idea being that, like, if you have... um, The idea is that um, here's this couple, and look, they're Christians, right? They're evangelicals. They're white evangelicals. No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. And they um, are really committed to the idea of having a multi-ethnic family. Sort um, of. Yeah, kind of. And yes, even though they're both fertile, as he says. Both fertile. Yes. I mean, you don't really call a man fertile, do you? No, you call him, uh, you know, whatever. Prestigious. Yes. So uh, even though they're both fertile, they were trying to, you know, have a baby, but then they decided to adopt. So they adopted these two black kids, like one Willis black and, Arnold. and one um, biracial, they said biracial and they specified when they went to adopt they said we want to adopt we will only adopt children that are not caucasian because they know that really those are are harder to um find homes for yeah (laughs) not harder to find (laughs) they're not harder to find supply Um, and demand you know well you know there's a lot of white people who want to adopt and generally most people want to adopt Sure, sure, sure. So, so they want to at least have the option to lie to their kid, right? Right. So they had the two kids, and then they were still trying, you know, still trying to do it God's way, as fertile as they both are. Um, I don't know if they underst- he understood that um, making babies the God's way is not just praying to God to have one, but, like, you have to... Um, you have, have sex, to, you yeah. You have to have sex. Yeah, because he seems to be gay. Uh, is what you, he I seems a little gay. I mean, like, uh, I, I looked at the photo. I'm like, that, that's a gay man, you know? <laughs> he seems a little gay. Anyway, so 
Then they went to a place. It was like uh, the National Christian uh, Embryo Network headquarters, which is where we all go when we have this problem. <laughs> Whatever it was, yeah, they visited it. But I mean, it's not like going to visit an orphanage and being like, "Oh my God, I love that one." Let's let's adopt him. It's like because this is just like a bunch of like, um, you know, eight celled gametes in like I guess frozen in tubes or however they do it. You're making me hungry. Right. So then they decide. They said like, "Okay, we want to adopt." We want to, because he said, I want my, my wife wanted the chance to experience pregnancy. Oh, wow. Of course. <laughs> that so, doesn't seem likely at all. That seems like, that doesn't seem like a likely thing. So then they, um, they uh, took, they, they took, they said, we want uh, African-American gametes, like embryos, because mm-hmm. we want them to like feel at home with their, their brother and sister at home. Wait a second. Why would they not feel at home together? They themselves want to have children of a different color. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Why wouldn't they feel at home? Yeah, it's a very actually. You know what? That's a very good question. Um, anyway, but they decided to do it, so they they imp- implanted like two in her. But then they were down in Honduras doing their because they're they're professional missionaries. Yeah. And while they were down there, like the doctor was like, "Two? Well, there's three, so one of them split into two. So uh, my So they had these triplets and Can't um, say they weren't asking for it. They were totally asking for it. But let me just read but this little Then it little... split again, and then it was six. <laughs> so listen to this. You were going to have um I felt sheer delight during this pregnancy watching my son and daughter with his dark brown skin and her with the ringlet hair and slightly tan skin. This is exactly where I knew that, like, this guy is not really understanding what fatherhood is all about. He's fetishized their color. and My brown son. What's his name again? Daryl. Daryl? Watching them kiss my white wife's growing belly. Each evening they said goodnight to those three growing little girls in her belly. And now they get to finally say sweet dreams to their baby sisters, face to adorable face. Mm. This is not the way we planned it 12 years ago when we were dating and talking about adoption. But oh, how thankful we are for God blessing us with these sweet little ones he has placed in our care. This is God's way. I can remember a friend going through the adoption process telling me he had always wanted his family to look like a little United Nations. As I look at my growing family, I prefer to take it a step further, daring to hope that our family picture is a little hint of heaven. He wants to get, like, all his family in, like, a like a with this gigantic room, you know. There he is, glory hole face. With, you know, desks and shit and microphones with translators. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a he, real Tower of Babel kind of place. Right. Yeah, he's pretty, Um, it's a pretty amazing story. And it was in the Washington Post. It's inspiring, really, to see that people care about the world, you know. And yeah. to see that they, they're not just like, oh, yeah, you know, adopting kids, fine. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, I adopted somebody. I'm doing my good deed. I'm doing my part for the world and stuff. You know, but to go that extra step... Just Go the extra step and yeah, say like five of them. First of all, but also, it's one thing. Okay, well, here's some kids, and nobody's taking care of them. We can take care of them because they're here, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But then to say, well, there's some embryos frozen in a locker. Who's taking care of them? Nobody, and they would be fine to just sit there. They don't really need anything. They could be thrown right in the trash. <laughs> yeah, or melted, whatever. Yeah. Um, let's implant them, and gestate them for nine months and then 
and then we're all caught up on you know adopted (laughs) babies right right. there's not enough adopted babies yeah they're out there orphans and shit but you know what we need to bring some more into the world that won't have you know and we'll be their parents my and, and my wife her selfish need you know to have childbirth to experience that so i'm gonna forgive her that yeah that you know self-seeking and uh because you know, for some reason um even though they are both fertile for some reason her womb would not accept his seed wow. it, it had to accept these vigorous black embryos I that had been discarded but very accepting they, they found that. purchase and oh we are so grateful this happened <laughs> those kids are going to grow up in the most loving household he said like he loves being the only white face when he goes when he's sitting with some african-american friends while his son gets his hair cut in a barber shop but he loves that huh he loves it. Wonder why would you why would you love being the only this guy sees the world exclusively through the lens of race. It's That's so funny. such a beautiful godlike thing, isn't it? You know what I kind of think liberals are like? Here's the thing about liberals is they're so condescending that they here's here's what a liberal thinks. They're like, you know, I was talking to this black person and even though he's so different looking and so ugly, I saw that he is a person. And I, <laughs> and I see that, and I oh, Trump and Trump supporters don't understand that they think no. that he's just some kind of like animal. Yeah, but I understand that he has feelings, he has thoughts. There's a mind in there. Yeah, and it's not quite as good as mine. No, but, but I'll talk to him and treat him like as though he were an equal. Yeah, isn't that nice for, for me? as long as he wants? <laughs> and. There's a real heart beating under that dirty coat. <laughs> yeah. And he is a person. You turn 40, you have to wear reading glasses. It's your brain's way of telling your eyes, don't read that. It's just going to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> you had an eight-hour day, 10-hour day job. You're not going to come home and start researching this shit. Well, but gonna... they're, not, they're not too lazy like to go riot. <laughs> So my job was I had to make sure and stare at when the dick and it was pissing. So I had to really get close to make sure that it was and a dick. I was looking at maybe 200 dicks a day. Oh, We've been raised to think that women can do no wrong. Women are incapable of evil. We've also been raised to see white men as the bad and guys. All those narratives just sort of fall into place. After the just judicial system is harder on blacks and women than it is on because white some men. rich white guy got out of jail. Peel back the first they layer. Actually, that's a myth. White men are crucified in court. They're crucified. People don't realize that in 2018, these prosecutors and judges are social justice warriors. Talk to anyone in the courts anywhere in America. Tell you that fat feminist fuck yeah. who ruined every party with her rules. She's the prosecutor now. Mm. She's the judge. And she wants you to go down. Mm. Gavin McInnes, writer, actor, comedian, founder of Vice Magazine. He became influential during the 90s as one of the primary architects of a growing counterculture movement and rose to prominence, labeled by the media as the godfather of hipsterdom, eventually emerging as its most relevant voice. But as the culture drifted further leftward toward the zeitgeist of shame, guilt, and PC censorship, Gavin's clean-spoken honesty became controversial and offensive to the absurdly sensitive sensibilities of rogue identity politics. In the hostile environment of the authoritarian left, McInnes became a pariah. Now my interview with Gavin McInnes. Well, uh, the problem with reading glasses is you always lose them. Oh, yeah. My mom had a good solution. She goes, just buy 40 pairs 
and scatter them around the house. Mm -hmm. So there's always some around. That works, but they're expensive. They're like 20 bucks. Yeah. But I get these glasses. They're nothing in the middle. The top is for long distance, and then the bottom is reading glasses. They're trifocals. So I'm reading like stuff on my phone and shit, you know, about every hour. Uh-huh. So I'm just carrying... It's just a way to carry reading glasses on your head. Did you see that... Uh that uh, that the school shooting, the new one today. I did indeed. How about that? Uh, and now, so I guess Parkland won't be the last. <laughs> I'm happy about it for that reason. You want to hear something terrible? When I saw the pop up on my phone a couple hours ago, mm. I said to myself, "Please be a Muslim. Please be a Muslim. Please be a Muslim." <laughs> it's never going to be a Muslim at a school shooting. Well, they don't do school shootings. That's that's a white guy thing. I know. Almost I know. exclusively. I wonder yes. why that is. But mass shootings are not a white guy thing. Not necessarily, no. They're disproportionately non-white. Yeah, people don't know that, do they? No, but they, and they, they always bring up like Dylan Roof and the, a few others. But generally speaking, mass shootings are disproportionately It's like saying golf black. is a black thing because of Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One guy's really good at it. Oh, the left is terrible at anecdotal evidence. They're so, like you'll say, hey, it's kind of hard to have a baby after 35. Oh, really? My aunt had one at 50. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not how things work. Right. That doesn't mean it's not kind of hard for everyone else. It's, it's uh, yeah, I even okay. today some dude said uh, was making some joke and he said twelve dollars and I've noticed this with millennials they put the dollar sign after the number because they're fucking retards. You're kidding. No, this is a thing. Like our education system is so bad now that kids don't know where a dollar sign goes. Is that do you really think it's that or you don't think it's a choice? Uh, I really think you it's really that. they're just that stupid. They're yes. like do- it's not dollars twelve, so it must come after. Okay. Yes, that's their logic. <laughs> they're they're going through life intuitively, just sort of figuring how things probably are instead mm. of a teacher saying, "By the way, this might be weird, but it's dollar sign first. Yeah. Anyway, I call them out, and then some other millennial chick goes, "Actually, I knew that, so <laughs> it's it's not all millennials. That that's anecdotal." <laughs> Evidence. It's not all millennials. Even today, I had lunch with Milo Yiannopoulos, and he's bitching about women, and he said they they can't do they cannot do anything, darling. They can't even cook. I'm like I'm th- I'm thinking anecdotal millennial thoughts. Like I'm thinking my wife's a great cook, right? But that's one woman, and I go, it's a difficult thing to quantify home cooking. Yeah, because not a lot of people have had, you know, thirty seven different home cooked meals from different women. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, you have to be some kind of fucking home wrecking asshole. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, on the tour. You're you're a very visity guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't cook. He's right. Like they we've all been they, to maybe like four or five friends' houses, and then there's you know dinner parties, but those don't really count. No, they make something special. You know, even even if you just go over to some friend's house and they make dinner, you know, it's like I don't know of anybody who sits down for dinner really like that, and where there's cooking and pots on the stove and oh shit. yeah, that's my house. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. But but you, you most of us are judging women's cooking by like four or five examples. Basically on whoever you're with currently, yeah. you know. Right. So so Milo's like there's no food. Well, he his point was it was a good point. I couldn't argue because I didn't have enough evidence and I don't use anecdotal evidence, but he was like think of a woman running around. They're always so flustered, darling. And then this is on fire and this is late and and then this is cold and they can't time it properly. And then you look when a man makes dinner and everything it's it's running like a well-oiled machine because it's math and chemistry at the mm. end of the day and that's what they're good at. Yeah, well-oiled machine. Uh he uh guy chased out of a bar the other day uh and uh 
it was communist. I didn't know that. It was a, there was a group from a socialist meeting. Now they would that, take umbrage with your assessment. They are democratic socialists. They're con- yeah, that's communist. Uh, oh my they god! Don't, they, but I, they don't even. I that's didn't even what know Marx they argued would call that. the specter of communism. Oh, I see. Socialism is way better. That's what the inventor of communism would call the specter of communism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's sort of like when Muslims go, no, no, those are extremists. I'm I'm way better. And you go, no, you're just a half-assed Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I saw the other day, three seats were won by socialist Democrats. And at the end, they had they were interviewing one of the candidates and she said, hey, we're turning, this state is going to turn the right shade of red. Oh my God! All right, so, so I mean, she's conceding that they're deep down communists. I think so. Yeah, it sounded to me like I didn't even know there was a question. Most communists you meet are rich, and what's happening is their dad's paying the rent, right? They're hanging out in, a, in an environment where they're getting free shit, so they people tend to lo- want to defend their situation. Yeah. Women are especially good at this. But if you look up, say, like being divorced, and you look up a, which sucks, by the way, as you know. I think it's great. It's hope. <laughs> <laughs> but being a single mom after your husband leaves. That's got to suck. It's got to suck, right? But you look up an article about it and it'll say like, being divorced totally rocks. I get to go to bed whenever I want. Yeah. I get to eat cheese for, for breakfast. And people are always positive about their scenario. It's a, it's, a, it's a survival mechanism. So when a rich person is just getting tons of free money, he tends to go, free money's awesome. You should try it. We should have a system that's sort of like my life. Why can't everybody just have this? Everyone yeah. should have free rent. I can afford to give away a bunch of money. My dad should have to give everyone free rent. <laughs> yeah, that is like that. They have no adversity. No, uh, it, They've never faced anything. They've never had to struggle for anything. And they are encouraged in that direction increasingly by just societal forces, it seems. That, teachers. Like, you know, teachers. Teachers love social because... They've got the unions up their ass, and the unions are telling them how great unions are. Yeah. And that's a funny scenario, by the way, because unions are goombas for the most part. Mm -hmm. And so you have these goombas promoting socialism, and that's not their culture. And the the funniest juxtaposition juxtaposition of this was during the Trump election, where you saw all these ironworker unions with I'm with Hillary signs. Yeah, weird. And you go, guys, come on. Do you have mirrors at home? Uh, I'm uh, being paid $27 an hour to hold this sign. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with Hillary or whoever else wants to give me a a year pension. Yeah. It's it's, it's something. Yeah. And, but, that, you, and it's really, you can't fire those people. You can't fire a teacher. You can't oh, fire my God. Me. The more union guys I meet, and I'm not against private unions. If if you can build a, you can build a building without using uh, union electricians, they just put a giant rat in front of your building. Yeah. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's the public unions where you don't have a choice. Yeah, right. That's when it gets evil, like teachers' unions. That's when it's morally wrong. By the way, unturned stone here from earlier, I do know a poor socialist named Dominic up in England, and he is on welfare because he needed a break. Uh, Work was getting hectic, and this is what British people do because they have no shame. What? So he just, he's in subsidized housing now on welfare. He's been there for, I think, two years. And he thinks he's, he's my age. He's in his 40s. Yeah. He's got a fucking daughter. And he's like, I just, uh, I think I'm going to go one more year. Uh, that will really, what I need to recharge my batteries. So he took a three-year break. Jesus You know, Christ. at 40. And he won't shut up about what a fascist I am. I mean, we're friends, I guess. 
but what a racist I am and, and what a homophobe, transphobe, blah, blah, blah. Now, what makes you all those things? Having opinions about it. Right? Not liking it? Muslims, basically, is that's that's you know in different countries it's different. Yeah. But in England, if you're not thrilled with Sharia, you're yeah. a racist. If you're not thrilled with Sharia, well, nobody's really thrilled with Sharia. You Even, have to be thrilled. Oh no, they're thrilled. Have you seen that? Uh, I really, really, really like you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the one. Isn't that the one where they're like, "It's all yours. Take it. Our country. Yeah, you these, can have these it. activists, mostly gay for some reason, mm-hmm. have these shirts that say "Refugees Welcome Here," and they did a big rally in London where they had that song. I don't know who sings it. Carly Rae Jensen or uh, something. And the the chorus is like, "I really, really, really like you." Mm. Some dancey song. Trying to convince themselves, yeah. And they're dancing around, doing a little thing routine. I read that there was a, a point that you can get to when you've been sort of like, I don't know if it's tortured or, you know, there's a certain amount of coercion, but where you really don't have the dis, the, the cognitive ability to make decisions that are good for yourself or your family oh, right. anymore. Yeah. Well, you hear about that in Czechoslovakia when yeah. Stalin ran the show and he would sleep deprive uh, whoever was accused of dissent. And, and they'd been up for like three days they would go so delirious that he Stalin would have them represent themselves and they would call for the death penalty for themselves. And they were the defense. Wow. Because wow. they were just so destroyed. Or you know who else was like this? Remember the Muhammad video? Nasla Bakuli Nasla? He's got some stupid Egyptian name like no, that. But I'm he gonna... did a video uh, saying Muslims are out of control. I'm a Coptic Christian who lives in Egypt and my people are being literally crucified. So I'm going to do a, a movie making fun of Muhammad as a fuck you to Muslims. Hillary then blames Benghazi on that video. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know the guy's name, but I'm aware. Yeah, of, yeah you're talking about innocence of Muslims. Right. Yeah. Which so is she, really pretty funny in parts. Oh, really? I, I've just watched moments of it. It seems so bad. There's like a trailer. Uh, yeah, it's really, really bad. It's, it's poorly done. Well, right. you know how they did that? Just a sidebar here, but they... The, the, they made it like he used actors or whatever, of course, and then like dubbed in dialogue later. <laughs> so they weren't aware of the content of the movie. That's what they say. And it was a lot of green screens. A lot of green screens, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. So she guarantees an arrest to one of the Marines' fathers, thinking so he'll be happy with that. And he goes, wait a minute, you don't even know uh, who this guy is and what he's done wrong, but you're guaranteeing an arrest? You're admitting basically that the state has so many laws that they just go, I'm in a bad mood. Find something on Pat Dixon and throw him in jail. Absolutely. So they found something on him. They, they did. found they that he him in jail for two violated years. his parole by using a fake name, and that was because he had been done some bank fraud or something a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So they he used a fake name on the thing, which obviously you're going to use a fake name. Van Gogh's grandson used his real name and got a rapier through the chest with a note on it. His last words were, can't we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean they made the movie under a fake name and that was a violation of his parole? Yes. Oh, for crying out loud. So they throw him in jail for, for a year and I had his back. By the way, Fox News, Republicans, conservatives, they all just threw him under the bus. Of course. They all went, oh, well, he shouldn't have violated his parole. And I'd always say to them, what was his parole violation? And they go, well, I don't know. That's 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 an, an American trade or a Western trade across the board, and it might be because our brains can't handle the concept of a human in a cage, so we just shut down and we go, well, shouldn't have fucked up. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, yeah, exactly. You start thinking of it in new terms, like you know, how do I avoid that? Don't fuck up. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm not talking to him. I'm, and they well, and it's unpopular. It's unpopular. To go, like, I know he has the right to make the satirical movie, making fun of Muslims, like, really bad or whatever. But, I mean, I don't think he made fun of the... You know, like, uh, the, he didn't he have a child bride? 
Muhammad? Muhammad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, uh, that's uh, that's kind of why, that was kind of part of it, you know? It's like them calling him a pedophile and shit like that, basically making uh, fun of the of them, him, that, that whole idea. So, like, uh, really nothing wrong with the film. I mean, didn't, uh, I read Obama's speech. I thought that Obama said something like, this is not consistent with American values and all this stuff to the UN blaming the film. And he really didn't. He he kind of did. It's not like he was saying like I'm all for it, you know. But he did talk about he he wasn't as bad as I thought. Is that the speech where he said the future? Yes, uh, <laughs> does not belong to those who insult the prophet of Oof. Allah. Yes, but he also said it doesn't belong to people who insult Christ either. And, and yeah, but they conservatives but, always cut that part out. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and and that's not fair. But I mean, but like it's one of those things. Why single out anything? You know what I mean? They always do. Um, it's it's like they have to give them a little treat or something, you know, to, to like, well, like, you guys, of course, no one can fuck with Muslims or anybody else. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Definitely oh. not Muslims. Yeah, I'm done with treats. Like, like Justin Trudeau and, and the mayor of London talking about Ramadan. No one's ever talked about fucking Lent, but we all need these announcements about how wonderful it is as we jerk off on their stupid religion. Yeah. But the, the story I was trying to say about Nasula <laughs> Bakuli Nasula is he comes out of prison after a year and he gives this catatonic speech. You could probably find it somewhere Oof. where he talks about how wrong it was, what he had done mm. and how hard Obama is working. And it's reminded me of these three days sleep deprived mm. Stalin Czechoslovakians just saying, I am love this state. Obama is a great leader. Wow. Thank you for putting me in jail for a year for a fucking video. Jesus. I'm sorry Christ. I did Benghazi. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. That was all my fault. Won't happen again. And and you know, once the once the narrative is out on something, it doesn't matter if it gets corrected or if it's exactly. you know proven to be a lie or something. And it, it's oh well, look at America. America was built on we stole the land from the Indians, yeah, and then we brought slaves in. Slaves built the skyscrapers, and then we uh, freed them, and uh, now then we became racist. It quotes freed them, you know, because really. You know, we never read them. But they're still slaves. They're still slaves. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look it up and you go, actually, we fought with the Indians for 400 years and eventually won after some brutal massacres on mm -hmm. both sides. Right. It's the longest war in Western civilization. Oh, I didn't know that. We beat the, we beat the, I'm not positive about that. <laughs> but it's got to be, right? It's pretty long. We beat the Nazis in what, like three years? Yeah, the Indians, different deal. I mean, there was a lot fewer. I mean, there, I mean, there was a lot of Indians here, but they, you know, f like uh, we were, you know, reinforcements coming in all the time. I guess you know the our, our generations uh, our, died going. I guess we lost to these fucking Indians. Oh well. Yeah, and not only that, it, but they were friendly some of them, and then they were not, and then sometimes they would tra change their mind. They fought with the English in the American Revolution. Right. Well, that's true of South Africa too. Bota, what's his name? Louise Bota, Louis Bota, the first. Uh, Prime Minister of South Africa, the man who basically started the place. Mm -hmm. And then Botas were always Prime Minister after that. But he spoke fluent Zulu. He fought with the Zulus against other tribes in exchange for land. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Boers bought that land. Yeah. They didn't just kill everyone and take it. Right. And by the way, killing everyone in wars and fighting over land, that's what civilization is. This idea that... The, I read a great book about it called The Myth of the Peaceful Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the subhead, actually. I forget the name of the actual head. 
But um, yeah. fucking Indians, <laughs> <laughs> give us your land. Uh, we still well, it's all about the mass graves that were here first, and the barbaric, you know, warring that was going on between tribes. We were just another tribe, and this huh. tribe eventually won. There's no stealing there. And then, as far as slavery goes, yes, it was deplorable. We showed up late into the slavery game. Yeah, it was Arabs, Jews, and blacks. We used right. that resource. Got a little bit of cotton money, and then there was a civil war that then obliterated said cotton money. Yeah, it did. It S- fucked up the whole South. They burned the place down. There was no more money in America after the Civil War. So this building we're in has got fuck all to do with slavery. Yeah. Sorry, black America. If you're doing bad, it's your fault. And if I'm doing good, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, really were... Vicious after the war, you know, they, it was an economical thing. Civil War, wasn't it? Well, I mean, look, the liberal the narrative is, the that, is that it was about slavery. Okay, let's take your narrative that slavery was. Uh, I mean, the Civil War was about slavery. Okay, I'll take your narrative. Mm-hmm. Didn't we lose six hundred twenty thousand men abolishing slavery? Then isn't that the equivalent of five million today? Isn't that an American Holocaust? Isn't that a huge deal? Shouldn't there be giant parades with black people saying thank you? Mm-hmm. For obliterating slavery in America, yeah, I, shouldn't shouldn't wow, a should, war for it? Shouldn't Black History Month have giant white fists that say "White Power"? <laughs> shouldn't there be parades during Black History Month saying "Thank you, White People"? Black History Month should celebrate white people. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Our history it should all be in Klansman uniforms, just marching down the street, all black people going, "You guys are awesome. Thank you for for we got out of that shithole, Africa, and you freed us. Thank you." It's true that, that Africa is worse place to live than here. Well, and I always thought too, I hate this sort of thing where it was like, this restaurant used to have segregated counters and it's still alive today. Okay, that's bad. Gotcha. But I think Black History Month should be more about celebrating like the Freedom Riders who went and liberated, you know, all these, you know, got the shit beaten out of them so blacks could be liberated in the South and be able to eat wherever they want to eat and not have blacks only, whites only counters. Yeah, the Jews who came down. Jews or like the Hyatt. I was at Santa Hyatt in D.C. and they had a thing on how during those days the civil rights, no one wanted the civil rights leaders to stay at their hotel because it would be, it could lead to a riot and it would fuck up your hotel. It's going to fuck up your hotel, yeah, your, your uh, fucking uh, vacation. <laughs> right, we can't yeah. have the, yeah, we don't want that here. You know these bloody guys in suits walking in? Looks like Dean Martin in a car accident. <laughs> but the Hyatt did take them in. So that should be a focus of Black History Month. It's like, thanks, Hyatt. Yeah. And uh, d- yeah, and I've never heard that before. That's not acknowledged. I mean, that's not. nobody makes a big deal yeah, out of that. Yeah, I want to acknowledge all the great white people that fought for civil rights oh, wait, during yeah, Black History Month. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hyatt, for <laughs> letting us spend all this money here. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's... History, I guess, you know, they say it's written by the uh, whoever wins or whatever. It doesn't sound like that when kids go to school these days. All no. we hear about is how horrible we were. That's because the, the communists are winning. We did. But so that's the liberal narrative is, of, of course, that it was slavery. But I don't think it was because mm-hmm. Lincoln said, if I could maintain the union without freeing one slave, I would do it. He's like, the last thing I want to do is free the slaves. Black people have lower cognitive ability yes. than white people. Yes, shit like that. that. He said a bunch of crazy fucking racist sounding shit. At least racist sounding. 
and no one could you know like you could go back to anything any founding father and really dig up the dirt you know i mean of course thomas jefferson you know uh well, i guess that was the general understanding at the time exactly and that's why and things change faster now than they used to so in one lifetime you see a different standard and that's what happened to bill cosby yeah well look at obama uh and Hillary, they were against gay marriage. They were for bo- strong borders like, in like 2004. Years ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was 15 oh, years. 50, oh, they were for they they were still against gay marriage in the 2000s. Yes, 2004. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that was so crazy that Brett Eichner got fired for making a donation to a pro-family, essentially anti-gay marriage group when Obama and Hillary felt the same as him when he made that donation. Yeah, that's why you can always just fucking cut somebody's legs off from under them that way. I mean, because it, it's shit. You know, but I mean, like the founding fathers started to interrupt, but the founding with the the whole idea of all men are created equal. They didn't think blacks were equal to whites. They just said under the law, they should be equal. So well, they were like, you're not required to think. I don't that, see any of these guys winning the Fields Medal in mathematics. This isn't me talking, by the way. This is the founding father. But they should have the opportunity. It's not going to happen, but they should have the opportunity. You get in there and play. Yeah. And if, if you murder someone, I don't care if you're black or white, you're getting 20 years. Isn't freedom of, uh, yeah, and that's a great idea, and that's a great concept. It's freedom of opportunity, not freedom of uh, what results, I guess, Yeah, outcome. It's, it's just sort of saying, I think they're inferior, but I could be wrong. Let's not make that part of the law. And, and just, that's an inexorable part of American culture today. And besides, just being inferior doesn't mean you're not a man. Yeah. You're allowed to be an inferior man. And we're not saying blacks are inferior no, here. Well, this is it's, it's, it's like we've lost the ability to to discuss hypotheticals in this country. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of intentional misunderstanding, a lot of disingenuous bullshit, and they do that with the women's thing too. That they it's it's a tactic of the left, you know, to just like I, yeah, and they do it with Trump constantly. They have to really parse his shit, though. Oh yeah, I I, I that happens to me all the time. Like mm. I'll say, I'll talk about Zeke Heiling, and they'll take that little frame. And say mm. he was Zeke Heiling. In fact, at Deplorable, I wasn't even Zeke Heiling. I was gesticulating with my arm, and someone froze it and said I was Zeke Heiling. No kidding. I read a tweet the other day, and it was a black guy I follow that I respect, and he said, yo, this is a real tweet. And it was a blue check mark. And she said, are there real people in America, or is it just niggers? And I thought, that's weird that a blue check mark would say that. And he said, and he's a semi reliable guy, and he said, this is a real tweet. I looked it up. She was talking about the crazy questions that Russians ask her. She's Russian. Oh. And when she goes back home, some eight, these eight, she's with 18-year-olds. I guess she's a teacher. Was it in quotes, the tweet? She mistakenly didn't put it in quotes. Ah. But in that thread, there was a million other dumb questions, and they all made sense. Oh, sure. Or look like look at Pax Dickinson. Remember Mel Gibson was caught saying to his ex-wife, I hope you get raped by a pack of niggers? Yeah. He was talking about uh, her wearing a short skirt or something. Yeah. And so Pax Dickinson used that same quote while that was still in the news cycle about something else. I forget what it was. And that will never be fully out of the news cycle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's up there with the Jews started all wars. Yeah. Um, someone found it years later took it out of context and got him fired. Now, here's the thing. The person who found that and took it out of context, they knew the the, context, what it yeah. was. Mm-hmm. So the left willfully plays dirty tricks like that. And my new solution is, let's start doing it to them. No more like, hey, hold on a sec, let me explain. Right. Fuck but, explaining. But the thing is, they got the power structure in place there, 
and they've got all the uh, what do you call it? Say, um, first of all, they do it to anybody they want. You know what I mean? It's 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 a, it's a but they if they don't want to, they won't because you can explain away anything, right? But I, I don't think it's, it's and they will for those people. If it's somebody like if you're if you're on the unpopular side of the thing, then you go, and if you're not, then you'll probably get to stay. Depen- well, there is an exception. Mike Cernovich dug up an old tweet of Sam Cedar, where he said, "I hope when my daughter gets raped, it's by a groundbreaking film breaker, a f- filmmaker like Roman Polanski," which obviously makes the point that like we should never be excited about you know like, right yeah right. So it's, don't it, let it go just because he makes the movies. parody is clear there. But Cernovich pretended. He played Dirty Pool, just like the left, and mm-hmm. he got him fired from MSNBC. That's great. Now, MSNBC took him back. Yeah. But... No real consequences, but... But it's, he still temp- temporarily fought fire with fire. That's and, interesting that that worked. You know, it is. Well, we've, they, they we've never tried it before because we're so noble. It just would never occur to me. I know. I hate shit like that. Me too. I, I me too. It, feels like so, it just feels wrong. It's like sucking a dick. Yeah. <laughs> You only want to do it like once every few days. Yeah, just like ah, oh, yeah. right. You oh my god! You know what happened? I heard the, f- the funniest story. Well, I shouldn't set it up like that, but I'm talking to a dude who's in the military, and uh, he's a cop now. But he was like, "Yeah, in the military, there's certain things you can do, and you know, it moves you up because no one else wants to do them." And I always took those jobs, you know, because I, I I wanted to come out, you know, a decorated officer. And so one of the worst ones I did though was uh, urine samples. That doesn't sound so bad. You just take a bunch of cups. Mm-hmm. What, you wash your hands later? Just yeah. piss. I don't mind having It'd a bit of piss on my hands. Yeah. It was, no, no, the problem was people cheat on those things. So they'll have a piss bag. So my job was I had to make sure and stare at the dick when it was pissing to make sure that it was a dick. And a lot of dudes thought of that so they'd have prosthetics. They'd have a prosthetic jammed up into their pubes and there'd be a tube with a piss bag around their shoulder and it would go down into the prosthetic. So I had to really get close to make sure it wasn't a prosthetic. And I was looking at maybe 200 dicks a day. Oh, God. So he'd look at cocks all day. And you know how, well, you probably don't go skiing. And that's how you become a decorated soldier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd I don't. I'd love to see the medal for that. <laughs> Just a little steel dick. I know, I don't ski. But... <laughs> well, if you do anything monotonous or, or repetitive like skiing, and you're looking at your ski tips, right? When you go to bed that night and you close your eyes, you see ski tips. And I'm sure if you worked in a factory and you were like constantly hammering oh, yeah. I've a, had a, jobs like that, yeah. a nail into a thing, you would just constantly see. Like say you did roofing and you're hitting those big fat tack like nails into yeah. the shingles. You must see those kunk, kunk, kunk as you lie in bed. See, he must have seen cocks as he lay in bed, just all manner of sizes. Christ. That's a, oh yeah, so um, that's, uh, I forget what that was illustrative of. <laughs> Oh, I was saying you only want to suck a dick once every few days because oh, right, it's right. so gross. And I was talking about... You don't want to see him in your sleep. And this social justice warrior thing where I'm of, I'm like you, I'm of two minds about it. On the one hand, I think let's play dirty, let's get them fired, you know, let's attack them, and be willfully ignorant yeah, and that. pretend we didn't see the context. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, that just feels gross. And it's sometimes I make a decree saying we're playing dirty pool. And then sometimes I go, we got to stop playing dirty pool. I, I mean, know. look, I mean, we'll get caught playing the dirty pool and then it'll be like, get exposed for that, you know? Like, yeah, but really, but, all you're doing is reporting they somebody, go, right? Okay, so they go, ha, you're a hypocrite. 
those guys have been reveling in hypocrisy. We just talked about Obama being anti-gay marriage, pro-gay marriage. I mean... Mm-hmm. And same with the immigrant. You ever see that little video of, of Trump uh, listening to um, Clinton and Obama talk about uh, immigration? No. Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission work headed face. by former work face. congresswoman Barbara Jordan. This is my work face. We are a nation of immigrants, but, but we are also a nation of laws. Even as we are a nation of immigrants, we're also a nation of laws. Undocumented workers broke our immigration laws, and I believe that they must be held accountable, especially those who may be dangerous. When I took office, I committed to fixing this broken immigration system. And I began by doing what I could to secure our borders. But today, our immigration system is broken. And everybody knows it. There are actions I have the legal authority to take as president. Tonight, I'm announcing those actions. We'll build on our progress at the border with additional resources for our law enforcement personnel so that they can stem the flow of illegal crossings and speed the return of those who do cross over. If you're a criminal, you'll be deported. If you plan to enter the U.S. illegally, your chances of getting caught and sent back just went up. We expect people who live in this country to play by the rules. We expect that those who cut the line will not be unfairly rewarded. The actions I'm taking are not only lawful, they're the kinds of actions taken by every single Republican president and every single Democratic president for the past half century. And to those members of Congress who question my authority to make our immigration system work better, question my authority, question my authority, question my authority, question my authority, or question the wisdom of me acting where Congress has failed, I have one answer. Pass a bill. Tough talk, Obama. Jeez. <laughs> Are you saying we should build some sort of a wall? Maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe. Why not? Uh, would shore up the borders and everything, you know. But uh, don't say wall. That's for some reason, that's a big issue. Why? I don't know. I do not get it. It's Really, they make that the issue. Just like they make the grab the pussy thing the issue. It's women. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. And they like Obama because they think America's racist because they believe they're fucking Marxist teachers that have been brainwashed by these union goombas who don't even believe the shit they say. They're just happy to get such a fat fucking paycheck, and I don't blame them. They turned our teachers into a bunch of Marxist fools. For some reason, men have enough testosterone to call bullshit, at least some of the time, but women weren't designed like that. And they are falling for this shit. So they elect Obama, they elect Pierre Trudeau, they elect some guy who fucked his teacher in France... And they go, you're good optics. You look good because they're into fashion. They're into how things look, right? They have to because they use that to seduce men to make more babies. They've evolved that way. But they're under this misconception that the blonde alpha male is going to rape them. We've all been brainwashed to think that. Mm -hmm. He's a racist. He's a homophobe. He's evil. He's going to start a third world war. There's going to be genocide. Will you get off of this shit? Has anyone met a blonde alpha male? All they do is get hit on. 
Women let you grab their pussies. And you know what fucking blonde alpha males do when some dumb drunk slut says, come home to my place, I want to fuck you and your friend, and then she starts puking on herself because she got nervous and she drank too much? Uh. They put her in the shower. They wash the barf off her. They put her sheets in a bag by the dryer. Then they uh, wash the machine. Then they put her to bed, make sure she's okay. Then they leave. You know who fucks her when she's asleep? Beta males. <laughs> it's true. Allies. Yeah, yeah. The guys who wear, that wear cardigans and desert boots and- Little beards and have a papoose Banana Republic things yeah. and little beards. Yeah. And they got little fucking orange rimmed glasses. Uh, Those guys sodomize her when she's asleep. Sodomize her. They sodomize her. The guys, you know, in the, the fucking uh, 16 Candles with Ducky, the guy from Two and a Half Men, uh-huh. and then there's the, the blonde guy and all the jocks you got to watch out for, Ducky's going to rape her. Ducky's the rapist. Ducky's the rapist, not Trump. Yeah. We've all been lied to, and it comes from Goombas. Yeah, I mean, why would the alpha male be the rapist? He's the one getting all the pussy. If you're alpha, if you're beta, you take the trickle down, you know? The fucking, uh, you know... Yeah, the, you're a scavenger. The, the yeah, yeah, you're Ratso Rizzo. You, you're looking both ways before you fuck her. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And these, you know, I remember in... I was part of this, too, in, in high school. We'd talk about the date-raping jocks. That was a big thing. Sure. But then I started to meet these jocks later on, and I go, those guys are getting tons of poon. Mm. And you know what they're doing now, these poor date-raping jocks? They, they uh, in fraternities now, you'll have a... Actually, this is the setup here, your home. Ooh. You fuck a girl, and there's a, whatever they call them, a pledge. You yeah. Know, a pledge sits where you're sitting and watches them fuck. He's not beating off. He's he's dressed nice. He's sitting much more erect than you. Sorry about that adjective. Well, you know, um, and he just sits there and you know basically takes notes. So if she says that he raped her or something, he has a witness now. This is what it's come down to. It's a rape monitor. Huh. So wait, he's uh, is he actually raping her? No, she, she's drunk and willing. No, this is how f- frat boys have sex now with a witness. Always, always, oh, always. My God, okay. Well, I shouldn't say always, but this is now a new custom in fraternities to avoid a rape, a f- false rape allegation. Wow, and and they think that'll. I don't think that'll stand up. It's I mean, like it depends, on, it depends on how meticulous the notes are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's also got eyeballs. Uh, you know what I'm going to do with my sons is say hi to camera, boys. Don't That's, ever show anyone the footage. Right. And it's probably illegal, but hide a camera. That's mm-hmm. what got Dove Charney off when Kimber Lowe said she raped him. Really? He had tons of pictures of her smiling her face off. Yeah. But you can see, they want the laws to be so nuts. That's what they're working towards, is that if, even if it's consensual the whole time, they can later say that it's rape. And with social justice, they bypass all the legal shit anyway. Yeah. So you lose your job, you lose everything, you lose your credibility. And our jobs, our credibility, our career, that's really all that makes you, you know, who you are. And I think a lot of women these days, abusive to them is like... They tell you in secrecy once in an intimate moment, you know, my dad was always really mean to me when I was a cheerleader and he told me I wasn't good enough. And then two weeks later, you're going to fight with her and you go, you know what? Your dad was right. You probably aren't good enough. So they call that abuse now. And you're like, no, that's petty. That's, that's, uh, you know, yeah. That's not like having to wear big sunglasses and and having to say, oh, I'm a real klutz. Well, abuse now is like, uh, I mean, they want abuse too to be... uh, the feminists are the ones who worked for this somebody goes to jail business if they if the cops come you know they they worked for that well they got it yeah and they also before that it was like the cops were trying to intervene uh, and and get all psychological and shit I mean they wouldn't do anything they wouldn't take anybody to jail anyway for a while in the sixties and seventies it was it was a lot different well you want to know something scary I'm sorry I keep interrupting no not at all but uh, 
I've been talking to cops about false allegations. Mm-hmm. Michelle Malkin is excellent at this. She's become obsessed, by the way, with the political bias in exonerations. Totally foreign to me. She said some wrongfully accused uh, victims are more valuable than others. And, and I've noticed that since every time they show someone who's wrongly accused and they've been in jail for 13 years, it's always a black guy. Hmm. What about the cops who are in jail right now, like Daniel Holtzclaw, who is in prison, falsely accused of rape? He, you don't see him. You don't see like a right winger or a cop uh, get pulled out of jail for uh, a false rape allegation. But they're common. Are they? Yeah. And so I was, I was, she has, she says between 20 and 90% of rape uh, allegations are false. I love that. Cause, cause people like will tell you that that's, that it's like up less than 1% and shit like that. Well, I've been doing my own research just talking to cops, but her 20 to 90 comes from, she gave me a whole textbook on it. Oh, wow. Uh, where this guy's done a lot of research. It's obviously a very difficult thing to quantify, but the feminists are way off. And 20 being a low number is deeply disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, she's not less than 20% are fake. So I talked, Keith the cop said this, I think it was on Anthony's show. He said, whenever there's a rape allegation, uh, he goes, I always would sit down with the girl. And uh, I'd say, look, here's the deal. I became a cop to catch bad guys. Bank robbers, rapists, pedophiles, thieves, drug dealers. That's my deal. Mm -hmm. So he says, if this guy raped you, this is great news because I got him. And I'm going to put him in jail and then the system's working and this is why I get out of bed in the morning to catch bad guys and we just caught a bad guy. I'm happy. However, if you're lying and you're just mad at him because you guys had a fight and you want to punish him, you got to understand he's going away for 15 years Mm -hmm. and you are also, if we find out that he's innocent and he went away to jail for the wrong reason, now you're committing a crime. False rape allegations are a crime and now you could go to jail. So are you telling the truth? And the girl would say, nah, you know what? I was just mad. You're right. I don't want him to go to jail. Uh, he cheated on me, blah, blah, blah. And I said, how often would they renege? And he said, 95% of the time. Wow. God damn. And when I tell that story to other people, I sometimes cheat and take it down to 80. <laughs> just because. Just because. Yeah, right. It's too intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I talked to another to cop, and he damn. said, he said all but one case was fake. Wow. And he said, you can tell it's real because they're fucking wide-eyed. They want to get a rape kit immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to, sometimes even if they're beat up and they have to go to the hospital, they'll want to like go identify someone in a perp line on the way to the hospital. It would like, be difficult for me to determined. give, it would be difficult for me to give that particular speech to that woman. <laughs> <laughs> I might just forget it on that one. Yeah, yeah. This seems real. Looks uh, like Dumbo's taking a nap in yeah. your pants. <laughs> uh, Looks like you're fuck. saving a snack for later. And by the way, like Dumbo, dogs. Dumbo's the word, you know? that That's definitely what it would have a name. If it had a name, it would be fucking Dumbo. Yeah. Nice job, Dumbo. He has gotten you into some again. fucking <laughs> shitty situations over the years. You know, and that's the thing. If if a if a guy would have like come out after a female with a gun like she did with me, I think that the penalty would have been a little bit stronger. Uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, if you're not familiar with ev- all of Pat Dixon's canon, uh, he is discussing his uh, first marriage, wherein he had an affair with a woman who tried to kill se- him. Second marriage, but yeah, second marriage. She shot him with a gun. She didn't shoot. She she brought the gun. Didn't pull the trigger. She brandished a, a firearm. And yeah, which what I happened had to, to her? I had to disarm her. She got eight years house arrest. 
Eight years. Eight that years sounds, house house arrest. Fun. Yeah, that isn't that what you're in right now? Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> I'd love it. I, I don't think she was even like I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that, but like penalties and shit like that are always like like look at okay. I'll tell you one. How about this in Australia? There's a couple. They're on meth all the time, right? Ice, whatever they call it down there in the southern hemisphere. And she, uh, you know, was one night he tried to leave. He packed a bag. He's gone. Right? And she got in the car and she tried to run him down three times. On the fourth time, she runs into a street sign. The street <laughs> sign falls into his head, cleaves it like an X. Oh, my God. Kills him, of course. And uh, all the sympathy, the way it's reported, it's as if she's a hero. Why? Because he beat her? Yeah, she says he beat me. He was abusive. A, a woman who was abused for 10 years and finally fought back. And <sighs> it's ju- and she was trying to kill him, and he did die. I, I don't... Now, murder, because that's, that's not the way she was trying. She was trying to run him down, and then a weird freak thing, you know. Uh, but So it's manslaughter they convicted her for. The judge was crying... What? He had to find her guilty reading song lyrics about domestic abuse. But is there any evidence that that she was domestically abused? Is oh, you know, adjective? she says so, and uh, all that. You know, that's no it. No paper trail, no cases of it. No, never. Unlike and, Nicole Simpson, and the way they say, of unlike Nicole Simpson, and she says uh, the the way the news the lady put it, she uh, ten years he abused her. She never reported him once because she loved him. Instead of saying, oh my God. never reported him once because she was on meth. And they and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. like Jim Goad who did two and a half years. Same thing, huh? Him, that was the relationship. They were constantly wailing on each other. Mm-hmm. And even in, during sexual uh, encounters. Even when it was good. Even when it was good, they were scratching and biting and punching each other. That was their shit. Mm-hmm. And then... It was coming to an end, and she decided, let's make this one the doozy. And You can't get away. Yeah. He went to jail for two and a half years. She was going for ten. See, we, we have been raised, and I don't think this is that bad. It's, it's, it's kind of a natural tendency. We've been raised to think that women can do no wrong. Women are incapable of evil. And yeah, that's probably because white men can take it, we've also been raised to see white men as the bad guys. And the, all those narratives just sort of fall into place after that. The just judicial system is harder on blacks and women than it is on white men because some rich white guy got out of jail. But then you actually peel back the first layer of the onion. And we were talking about this earlier, and you realize, actually, that's a myth. White men are crucified in court. They're crucified in divorce court. People don't realize that in 2018, these prosecutors and judges are social justice warriors. Talk to anyone who's in the courts anywhere in America today, mm. and he'll tell you that fat feminist fuck from college who made who ruined every party with her rules, mm. she's the prosecutor now. Yeah. She's the judge. Uh-huh. And she wants you to go down. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Some crimes worse than others. You know, I mean, like a good example of the Dan Jenis, you know, I had him on. He was a he was known as the apologetic bandit. He, he held up some people because he needed money for heroin. But he would say, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> and uh, they gave him 10, 10 fucking years. Jesus. They gave him a flat 12 first offense. Now that he was convicted on like five burglaries, you know, armed, not burglary, armed robberies, you know. Uh, so, OK, but 10 fucking years first offense. I don't think it always, and he, no, he did 10 years. He did, you know, the, it was like, a, they call it a flat 12, he said. I just don't, I don't believe the narrative anymore for anything. Even, here's a really terrible example. Uh, 
I saw this pedophile was arrested, and he had 50 terabytes of child porn. Only 50 terabytes? Yeah. Wow, that is now, a, that's a lot of child porn. I hate pedophiles and want them to die, just to be crystal clear. You could not watch that much child porn in a lifetime. I looked it up. I sort of ran the numbers. That's 14,500 feature films worth. <laughs> That's your films. That's fifteen thousand Star Warses oh my of God. child porn. Wow! Surely that's all that's there has ever been in the world. You'd like to think so. I mean, that's got to be all. Yeah, the, all the, the child, child molestation that's ever happened ever. Yeah, if there's ever like a this guy is is the best at, at having child porn. It's five hundred hours. So that's I don't like, believe that. Yeah. I don't I, like. It used to. You be, don't believe it? No, I don't believe he had fifty terabytes. I, I believe he's a piece of shit. And but the the courts, the media, fifty terabytes. He maybe had fifty terabyte sticks, and they found porn on one of them. I, 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 this he's sounds story, terrible. He probably it sto- sounds like I'm defending now, a pedophile. He's probably storing it at a really high quality. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. resolution, it's, 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 it, it takes up space. Eight K or whatever. That's they nuts, man. That goddamn. No, the the so what so the real picture here. The you're thing I'm trying to convey. I shouldn't worse. have used that example. Why you're regretting it? <laughs> but the thing I'm trying to convey is when you hear about the courts, you hear about the media. What it now means is, hey, here's a story. Go check it. Go check it out. It's like the news has become a homework assignment because it's never what they say it is. Yeah, you have to really you have to dig. And the same with the courts. It's never what they say it is. And and nobody else, it's people like us who have the time to do that. Right. If you had an eight-hour day, 10-hour day job, you're not going to come home and start researching this shit. Well, but gonna... they're, not, they're not too lazy to go riot. Like that dude in Charlotte, <laughs> uh, what was it, North Carolina, where Kevin something, and he had the gun on his ankle, and he was mentally, he had brain damage from a car. This isn't Charlottesville, but Charlotte. No, Charlotte. Okay. Uh, and uh, so some woman's holding up her phone, and she's like, "Give him the gun, Kevin." No, he, he no. She's saying he ain't armed. He doesn't have a comply, Kevin. Kevin, listen to the police. And he wasn't listening to the police. He went back. He had a gun. He put it down. He left. He went back to his truck, white pickup truck. Came back, and then he reached down, I think, for his ankle for another gun or something. But he had a loaded gun, and so they shot him dead. Mm-hmm. And there was riots in the street. And the reason there was riots in the street is because the woman on the tape that was flooded the media, because the media loves this shit, was, he doesn't have a gun. Just listen to them, Kevin. Listen. And she's obviously pitching for him not to die. So she's saying, don't shoot him. He doesn't have a gun. She's not going to say, he does have a gun, but don't shoot him. I like him. <laughs> He's my friend. Even though my friend is doing everything wrong as far as approaching cops, right. don't shoot him because he's he's my guy. Yeah. And so everyone went with that narrative, and there was riots in the streets for days. Remember down there, there they were they took over the entire town. Yes, yes, yes. And they I, yeah, and they they started beating people up. There's a video yes. of a guy getting beaten up in a parking garage. Did a black guy get shot? Dragged. Maybe that was Dallas, but I think a a black protester got shot by a black guy. During that. And I saw this yes, little, yes, I remember that happening. There was a Fox News reporter. I think his name was Mike Tobin, and he was he had the balls or the naivete to go down there and start. Hi, could I hear your side of the story? And he's getting threatened all the time. And and this one guy goes, "Yo, this is you know, thanks to social media, we f- people finally know what's going on. I mean, we pay these people. My tax dollars. I'm a plumber. My tax dollars pay these pigs, these cops, and then they go and they shoot us. So we paying people to shoot us." And you're like, dude, that's yeah, not what happened. Theory, I guess. And, I mean, and the, that's you the social media criminals is what uh, told you the wrong story. And then he goes up to this black chick who, incidentally, was wearing a shredded Motley Crue shirt, which I thought was funny. And uh, 
She's like a fat black chick, and he goes, what, "What are you doing here? This is dangerous." And he goes, "Oh, you you don't think my life matters, right? You don't think that I you saying I could get shot, right?" And he goes, "Well, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. You're at a riot." And she goes, "Let me tell you something, all right? I matter." They don't say that like you said they don't matter. Right, right, right. But she's like, "I matter," and she goes, "I could get shot going to the grocery store, right? I could get shot just walking to my car, right?" And you're like, what? <laughs> you remember the Beltway sniper? Yeah. Who hid in a trunk, just black hunting guy. people down. Black yeah, guy, yeah. black Muslim, by the way. Uh, she's acting like cops are the Beltway sniper, and they're just like, with on their rifle, with their scope and their gun, just like, just like got another one, got one. Yeah, a little on with the body count. Yeah, you just you have like a leather 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 holster, and you just do a scratch for every black person you shoot buying an avocado. All evidence suggests that 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 all this stuff is, is not true. White cops are less uh, they they they're slower to shoot black people yes. than they are white people. Black cops more are quicker to shoot uh, a black guy. If you look at what happens to a cop. Once they shoot somebody, they're nobody wants that. They lose their pension. They go to jail. Yeah, I think there's six. It's not like cases with impunity. They just you know are out hunting. It's just crazy to think that you got to look at the situations they go into. It is. It's literally crazy. It's like a mental patient would think that. And by yeah. the way, it starts making them act crazy. Like there was a video I just had it on my show yesterday, and it's this guy. It's an intersection. I forget where it was. He pull, he's yeah, got a New white York, Ford Bronco. Oh, he pulls in an intersection. They're saying, get down, get down, get down. He gets out the front door. The, the Ford Bronco keeps rolling because he doesn't put it in park. He's got Adidas slip-ons. And uh, he just starts, sh- he's fat, and he just starts shooting at the cops. and like, get down, get down, get down. Oh, that's in Atlantic City. Atlantic City, that's yeah. right, that's right. And he's just like, pow, 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 walking at them, and eventually they take him down. No, and, yeah. And by the way, that's used as the left as an example of excessive force. Are you force. fucking kidding yeah, me? they go, they shot him 42 times. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's how shooting people works when they're coming at you with a gun. We're not all Jesse James. We're not all fucking RoboCop. No. So, I here's what no one talks about with that story. Um, I think that possibly one of the reasons you see a death by cop like that uh-huh. is because... He's been brainwashed by this crazy narrative, too, and he thinks, well, I'm going to die anyway. I might as well go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Well, in his case, it was PCP, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that kind of hurts my example. I think it was PCP. (laughs) Sorry about that. but I mean, Well, then in another example, (laughs) because there's all these cases of, of dead black men where they're in a confrontation with police. Yeah. And this is impossible to quantify, but what percentage of those are black men under the impression hmm. that they are prey for cops because they believe this bullshit like the talk. Yeah, and, the talk. Uh, and they might as... There's no there's no reasoning with these people. There's no other way out but death, so you might as well fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well just go ahead and fucking call it a day. What do you uh, got there? Oh, this is uh, Ralph Friedman. Uh, oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a break, and uh, we'll be right back in a sec. I hope you got another sure. ten fifteen minutes. Okay, we'll be right back. Uh, Trump, how do you think Trump's doing? Wonderful. I think so too. I have one big fear. That 1.3 trillion signature makes me very nervous. 
And someone said, Fleckus, Austin Fleckus from Fleckus Talks. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, dude, it's a trick. He signs that, and then part of it is, uh, I'm going to build a wall. So I'll give you a bunch of stupid money for your education and all that shit you waste. Yeah. Um, but then I'll be able to build a wall with the money under the auspices of its military. But then Amanda House over at Breitbart Radio says, no, 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 no. There's a stipulation in that budget that says you can't use any of those prototypes. You can build a wall better where there's already a wall, but you can't build any new wall. Oh, okay. That's, That's bad news. Yeah, that is bad. Because, I mean, it's uh, they, they need a new wall. They need, they need uh, if they're going to build a wall, build a fucking wall. Build a fucking wall. If you ever went to any of his rallies during the, the, the pre-election there, the mm-hmm. run-up, yeah. uh, anytime there was sort of a lull... It was his free bird. He would just go, and we're also going to build that wall. 